Welcome to Horror and More with Anya Gore. I am your horror mistress, Anya. And today I have a very special guest, someone I'm very excited about introducing. This is Sarah McCobb. She is an amazing, amazing, you guys, holy cow, horror slash alternative model who has a passion for special effects and coming up with her own looks and characters. She's a longtime horror fan. She is also a collector of oddities. Stay tuned. You got to keep listening if you want to hear more of us talk about that. She is a hiker who plays in the woods and she goes caving for fun and lives in Missouri. Welcome, Sarah. Hello. I'm so excited that you are joining me here today because your work is incredible incredible oh my gosh thank you so much it really is my passion you can see that in your pictures you're not just standing in front of a camera trying to look creepy you can see it in your eyes yay and um, you can also see the love of horror there so, so let's start off talking about you how did you come into this dark horror modeling so it is a funny story i actually won a photo shoot with a photographer that i did a family shoot with and i asked her i said you know i don't want to do the regular family photos or couple photos i really want to do a horror shoot and she was all for it so i decided that my husband was going to be michael myers and i was going to be his victim and i was hooked I was hooked before we even started the shoot. <laughs> I guess the planning and build up to it just got you kind of excited. Yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's what stands apart from other models. Not everybody, because like you and um, plenty of the other people I follow, I can tell you guys do the same thing I do. Come up with your own plan, your own costumes. You know, you make a character out of it. And that's what I do love. Mm-hmm. So for you, it's the, the whole process. It's not just strictly being in front of the camera. Right. Hunting down the perfect outfits, you know, the props, everything. Amazing. So how long ago was that first shoot for you? That was three years ago. Okay. And so how did that connection with the photographer, did it continue? Do you still work with that photographer? Uh, we did one more shoot after that. She's really big into wedding and bedore photos. So that's where, you know, a lot of her time is focused. And to be honest, she's not really a horror type of person. She doesn't watch scary movies or anything. <laughs> right. So that's not really her niche. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Um... So you've been watching horror movies for a long time then? Oh my gosh, ever since I can remember. I believe my first movie that I remember was age three. Three? What was it? I went to my uncle's and we watched Poltergeist. Oh, <laughs> you were three. Holy moly. Three. And I think it sticks in my mind so much because I do remember going home after that and I threw out every single stuffed toy I had. <laughs> <laughs> I was so scared they were going to come alive and come get me. No kidding. Did you 
you watched the whole movie. Yes, the whole movie. Wow. And have you watched it now as an adult? Yes. And I still like it, but it's definitely not my fave. Right. But does it bring back some nostalgia for you when you're watching it? It does, because, I mean, the memory of me going in my bedroom and throwing out literally all the stuffed toys in the hallway, I'll never forget that. Yeah, I bet. Wow, that's really young. Good for you. You are a longtime horror fan. You've got me beat. I was not three when I was watching horror movies, but um, but that's amazing. So when you're doing your horror modeling and your horror shoots then, um, do you pull? Is there, do you pull from movies? Do you pull from visuals? Where do you get your inspiration? I don't think there is necessarily one thing that I pull from. I just brainstorm and I think, you know, what's going to be the scariest or the most appealing? And it's not even for anybody else, just for myself. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is all, I'm not trying to be famous or anything like that, but I really enjoy doing it. So when I'm looking at different outfits, it's just trying to pull in, if I have a mask or makeup, just making sure everything flows together. Are you detail oriented then with your shoots? I am. So that must be super exciting for you when someone notices the details. Yes. Oh, I love that. I love that. I could kick myself in the butt for this last weekend when I did this plague photo shoot, though, because I bought a special umbrella for it, and I left it at home over an hour away. Oh. Oh, no. I've, I've been there. Right. And it's just, this is, this is part of the art that we create is we fund our own props and everything involved in it. And, and so you're saying that you're not doing this for anyone but yourself. Do you, have you ever thought about trying to, you know, make prints of any of your pictures to post or selling anything like that? Well, actually, I was approached by my friends online, and they were the ones asking me, hey, I'd like a print, and the first person, I was kind of shocked. I was like, wow, you want my face in your in your house? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just, it's a weird feeling at first, and then I had, you know, another person, and another after that, so I have actually been selling prints. Amazing. Yes. So for people listening, where can they find your prints, or where can they reach out to you to purchase I'm on Instagram at Sarah's Macabre Modeling, and then um, anybody can email me anytime. My email is zombiegirl3126 at gmail.com. Okay, I'll make sure that those are linked because I would like to have your face in my, in my house. Girl, I will send you what you want. <laughs> <laughs> I already have tons of them printed out. <laughs> amazing, amazing. I need to get on that that tip too. <laughs> but um, okay, so you've been modeling now for three years, and you said it's you love it. It's obviously like a creative outlet for you. Yes. But you also collect oddities. Oh, yay. Yes, I do. And I want you to talk about that because the pictures you sent me of some <laughs> of the amazing things that you have is just, it blew my mind. So when I started, I went big. Obviously, you can tell by the raccoon. 
<laughs> my friend, <laughs> I met, you know, I started joining oddity groups. I've always been the weirdo, I guess you would say, of the group, and it doesn't bother me at all. I embrace it. But I found a girl named Emma online, and she owns Emma's Wicked Attic. So I was looking at her things, and she sells these incredible pieces, and one of them is a hellhound. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. But then I seen her raccoons. So what she does is she, you know, does taxidermy and she gets these raccoons and she can turn them into any character you would like. So I really enjoy the craft. I'm sure you do too. Mm-hmm. And Nancy is my favorite character from the movie. Mm-hmm. So I asked her to go ahead and make me a Nancy raccoon and she nailed it. Yeah, Nancy. It's perfect. Isn't it? I mean, it's so good. Nancy, you guys have to see it. If you guys are not following me, you follow me just to see Nancy. (laughs) (laughs) She has a wig on. She has the spiked choker. She has earrings. She has makeup. She has the leather jacket. She has a skirt. She even has a real dagger. Yeah, the detail there is awesome. Yes, and she worked with me the whole time. She asked me, you know, what's important to you? What would you like her to look like? And like I said, she nailed it. But I think out of all of my taxidermy pieces, that's probably my favorite. Where do you keep Nancy? She is in my bedroom on my dresser next to my bed. Amazing. (laughs) So you wake up and go to bed and you see Nancy. Yeah, I mean, she's got to be displayed. She's incredible. She's incredible. (laughs) I'm surprised that you don't have her out. I mean, with COVID now, it's obviously a bit different, but you don't have her out in a really open spot for you know visitors to see when they come over. Oh, well, you know, my bedroom is open to my friends anyways, so. Fair enough, fair <laughs> if, enough. If they want to go in there and sit on the bed and, you know, we bullshit for a while, then I actually, my room is decked out in my oddity collection, but so is my living room, so is upstairs, so my whole house everywhere. How does, um, how does your family feel about the collection? My husband doesn't care. He's like, do what, you know, makes you happy. I actually, for his birthday, bought him a taxidermy duck and this little duck is so cute. It's got a green mohawk and it's on a skateboard. (laughs) That sounds adorable. My husband grew up skateboarding. We've known each other since we were kids. So I was like, oh, this would be perfect. And Amazing. he loves it. Amazing. I love that. The family that collects oddities together. Well, my kids, on the other hand, I still get called a weirdo here and there. And I'm like, thanks, guys. <laughs> That's a compliment these days. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. But besides, um, I do have a Chernobyl bunny. Well, it's, a, it's not a bunny. It's a jackalope. I sent, I believe I sent you a picture of that one too. Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, that's hanging on my wall. That's also by Emma. But I also collect wet specimens and I do have a human hand skeleton. Okay, so I wanted to ask you, what is it, what do you mean by wet specimens exactly? So wet specimens instead of, you know, taxidermy or um, mummified items, they are actually kept in liquid. So they're Mm. in alcohol, but before they're put in the alcohol, they have to, you know, go through a whole spiel of different things. I don't, I don't do the wet specimens myself. I just buy them. So I don't know the steps, Mm -hmm. but I have a baby pig and a baby beaver and a baby skunk. 
Wow. So it, what, what's the, do you know why they would be putting this in liquid instead of making it, you know, stuffed like in taxidermy? To preserve it. Um, mm. I mean, obviously. It's a different, if it's a different way of preserving them. Exactly. Obviously, the taxidermy is preserved too, but these little guys, they're not cut open or anything like that. They are just put in the liquid as is, and they're preserved pretty much as long as you do the right steps forever. Wow. And then you said also, um, so you've got the taxidermy, and then you've got the wet specimens. And sorry, what was the third thing that you said you collect? I have a human hand so far. I would love a skull, but they're kind of pricey. I, I bet. I'm surprised it's not a big black market, actually. <laughs> I'm sure there was before COVID. That's true. <laughs> so you have, a, is it intact? Well, they put it together, I guess, it looks like fishing line. I'm not sure if that's exactly what it is, but all the bones are put together. So I displayed it in a little shadow box. Amazing. You are really inspiring me to want to collect. I will add you to all the groups I'm part of. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. I need to just waiting for my kids to get a little older and then, then it'll all change. The <laughs> right. dark me will come out. <laughs> Um, so I remember you also giving me some information about how you go to farms. Oh, yes. So my girlfriend, she's actually the one that did this last weekend's photo shoot. Her family owns a huge farm. It's got 300 acres and they have what's called a dead pile. And it's where they just throw all of the carcasses from the animals that, you know, they have used or the parts they don't need you know whatever mm -hmm. so i will go over there and i will dig through there and take the skulls or the bones that i want and take them home and clean them wow so talk about that process for you for a little bit it's obviously not something you shy away from <laughs> no is that do you, is this another creative outlet for you? Do you enjoy the whole process of digging, looking, finding, cleaning? I do. So besides going to the farm, I also go for walks and, you know, like you said, in the woods and I try to find things that way, but I'll bring them home and, you know, take my hose and clean off as much as I can and then soak them in some soapy water, just dish soap and water for a while. And it, you know, starts decreasing it is what they call it. I mean, I'm no professional by any means, but uh, then you got to soak it in a peroxide. So you have to get a lot of peroxide and soak these bones in them to give them that, you know, whiter, beautiful look that they can end up with. Mm -hmm. But after that, yeah, I, I either just use them for props or I put them around my house, but I've also taken like the mandibles, the mouth bones, and I'll paint them and make them look all pretty. It's just something I like to do for fun. Amazing. This is, you're blowing my mind right now. You're a busy, busy woman. Yes, I am. <laughs> but I mean, it's enjoyable to you. So the time probably just goes right by. Right. Yeah. It definitely is a love of mine. I mean, if you would have told me when I was younger, oh, you'd be digging through some dead animals. I probably wouldn't have been shocked. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. So 
So you you're you're outside a lot. Uh when it's not very hot. I personally like the cold better. So the cooler the better for me when it's burning hot. I try to stay, you know, inside or as cool as I can be, but it as much as I can get out there, I'm out there. Right, that makes sense. That's why I love caves so much. You can go into a cave and it's going to be 100 degrees outside and you don't feel that inside a cave. Yeah, so tell me about this other life you live of caving. <laughs> you, you seem to have about 10 lives. <laughs> yeah, like you said, I stay busy. <laughs> so caving is, I have been caving since I was a little girl. I remember, you know, going into different caves and it was just... I don't know. I loved it. It's just another world. That's the only way I can explain it. I mean, if you're lucky enough to go in there and see little lizards or you can see little bats or whatever, I mean, that's a major plus. But just going in there and knowing that you're in something that has been created for thousands and thousands of years, it's unreal. Yeah, I bet. How far down do you go? How deep? are these caves? Well, I am claustrophobic, which is funny to say since I do like caves so much. Um, I'll only go as far as I guess the cave allows me. If I'm starting to crawl through tiny crevices, I'm out. I just, it's dangerous, so you have to be very careful. Mm-hmm. When uh, you, is it, is it splunking? Am I saying that right? Yeah. Do you do that? I do. But to an extent, um, my husband and I went to, where we go, Alabama two years ago for our anniversary. And it was all about caves and waterfalls. But the caves we went into that time were caves, they were tour caves. So we went pretty far into those, but they were, you know, safer than if I just went into a cave by myself. Right. That's when it starts to get dangerous, and that's when you have to be careful. So anybody out there listening, just don't start going in caves by yourself. There is a <laughs> lot. There's a lot that goes into it. That just sounds like a horror movie right there. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you've got to have helmets. You've got to have the right lights. You've got to have extra batteries. You just don't want to go into a cave and, you know, be like, hey, let me use my light on my phone. <laughs> Not a good idea, guys. <laughs> well, and then you might get your arm stuck. <laughs> yeah. Or who knows, maybe something, you know, rocks could fall and cave you in. So that's another important thing. You always want somebody to know where you're at. Right. How often do you do you go caving? I don't go as often as I would like, you know, just because life and kids mm -hmm. and modeling honestly takes up most of my time. But um, at least five times a year, I guess. Oh, wow. But there's... I'm in Missouri, and we are the cave state of the country, so we have plenty of caves to go explore. Right, okay. I um, Did you check out this totally side note, but did you check out the TV show The Outsider? No, I have not watched that. Ooh, it's a l there's parts of it that have to do with caves, and I was going to ask you if you've ever been in caves like that. You, you need to check it out. It's really, okay. good. really, really good. But... Um, crazy so that will roll into one of your favorite horror movies and we'll talk about that in a little bit but um so you said that the modeling takes up a lot of your free time as well yes do you try to do it as much as you can 
I do. I feel like I'm doing a photo shoot, if not every week, every other week. And I also just finished setting up a studio in my house so I can start doing the real thing in my house. Wow. Now, are you, I noticed that you are doing some self-portrait work as well. Are you trying to do more of that? Exactly. What I've been doing before, I didn't have, you know, lights or I just used my phone. But now I've invested in the lights and the backdrops and all of that so I can... I wouldn't say my other pictures weren't good, but, you know, I can just do better from here. Right. You can always grow. Exactly. You can never stop learning. So is there anything new coming up? Any ideas that you want to tease right now to anybody? Oh my gosh, I have so many ideas. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. <laughs> is your brain constantly going? Oh my gosh, yes. I will just see one thing that you wouldn't even think has to do with horror. And I'm like, oh wow, I can totally put a twist on that and make it into my own thing. <laughs> I love that. I'm That's always awesome. screenshotting and, you know, jotting down notes. And I'm trying to think of one thing I can tease you guys with right now. I do have a flower portrait coming up, but it's going to be horror related. So I'll give you guys that. Awesome. Awesome. And for anybody that doesn't already follow Sarah, follow Sarah. If you think what I do is neat, go check out what Sarah does. Oh, stop it. What I... <laughs> Well, the, this is this is the one thing that I feel that as a horror model, I don't have that creative bug, so to speak. And that's why I love working with some of the photographers that I work with, because same thing as you, they'll they'll see an idea that isn't even horror related. And all of a sudden they've got an entire session in their mind about how they can make it horror and what they can do to really amp things up. I, I don't think my brain doesn't think that way. So I'm I'm in awe of when people can come up with this stuff just kind of out of nowhere. Well, thank you. I have been called demented a couple times, but hey, it is what it is. You know, those are the Kim Kardashians of the world that call oh my people gosh. like us demented. And I, the people stuck in a box that are boring yeah. and conformed to everybody else. Yeah, I'm not that. Well, they're the ones that haven't embraced who they are. They're the ones that are insecure and want to look like everybody I think you know if they're listening to this podcast you picked the wrong chick bye <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no that's one thing I've never wanted to be like anybody else I've always wanted to do my own thing you know be unique and I think everybody should be that way it makes life a lot more fun absolutely and what I really when I found your your work your art it kind of took me aback a little bit because I feel like you and I are in very similar stages of our art and our life you know and there's not actually that many of us out there that are creating the raw kind of horror it's everything I see out there is mostly very pretty and the girls don't want to be ugly they don't want to get raw they don't want to be bloody and disgusting you know being bloody is my favorite thing. Oh, me too. <laughs> the more blood, the better. Right? And now that I've, like, got down my, I guess, not consistency, but my lab of the blood, oh, 
I'm not sticky anymore or pulling out my hair or cutting off my outfits. And Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> cutting off your outfits. Oh my gosh, the it. first time with that corn syrup and, you know, you, you get your leg stuck to the back of your leg and you're like peeling your skin apart. <laughs> and I'm like, I've got to come up with something better than this. <laughs> so do you make your own blood? Yes. Yes, wow. I do. Oh my goodness. Now, would you say financially is it better? Oh yeah. Financially. Oh my gosh. It's so much cheaper. You know, three years ago I would buy blood just to do, like you said, the selfie portraits or just do, I was doing SFX and not even taking pictures of it. I was just doing it for fun and enjoyment and seeing what I could do. And I would buy the little things of blood and holy cow, they're expensive. Mm -hmm. And then they stain your clothes and you know, who knows what's in them. But now I make my own and I've got gallons of it. Really, you're gonna have to send me your recipe because oh, yeah, all of all of the recipes I've seen, they when you do it, it's very sticky, like you said. Oh, I I couldn't handle it after like I'm cutting off clothes or you know, <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, this hurts so bad. Yeah, <laughs> I had to switch it up. <laughs> well, that's smart of you to do because it can get so expensive. The blood is just so expensive. Oh, I'm gonna send you recipes when we're done. Awesome. Excellent. You're not going to buy blood ever again. Fantastic. (laughs) Because that's one of my hesitations with the blood is like when I'm trying to do one of the gore shoots, all I hear is ding, 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 money going down the drain. I mean, it's it's not going down the drain because it's for our art, but it's so just the Amazon. They've picked up on all of us horror people now. They've their prices oh yeah they have and and you're not using a tiny amount of blood if you're gonna do it you're gonna do it right you're gonna use a lot of blood a lot i mean what's the what's the point of a little splash here and there there's no point no i agree when i am my main photographer is melissa from level one production i love her (laughs) i know yeah i know i feel beyond honored to be able to work with her all the time Uh, but when we first started off she would be like, is this okay? Can I put a little bit of blood? Now she'll be like, ah, sit down and shut up. I'm pouring this all over you. <laughs> Great. I love it. <laughs> so we're going to talk about your three top three favorite horror movies. Yay. And what I loved about your answer was that you didn't know exactly how to pick them at first. Oh my gosh, yes. And again, this is why I was so drawn to your page because you're so, the horror is is there. I can see that you love it. And it's really hard for a horror buff to narrow it down. Like it's, it can be virtually impossible. And your three choices, I love it. They are in such different categories. And I think they just completely represent you. Thank you. So the first one, let's talk about The Descent. Yes. So I think you know why I picked this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not a shocker on this one. (laughs) I mean, horror and caves go hand in hand. So Absolutely. Oh, I love The Descent. I love it for so many reasons. First of all, it doesn't bore me at all. You know, yeah, it's pretty fast paced from the beginning. Yes, there's horror movies that you're like, oh, come on, let's, you know, get to the good stuff. This movie just embraces that the whole entire time. 
and it's a cast of women. Oh, yes, I actually had that in my notes. <laughs> Did you? Sorry, I'm jumping. <laughs> no, 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 because I have these notes in front of me, and I'm not even using them. <laughs> no, I love that about that movie. I love that it's a cast of women, because you never see that. Very rarely, especially especially with horror. There's always men. Yeah, I mean, there was, I think, two men in that whole movie. It was Sarah's husband was in the beginning, and then mm-hmm. I think a doctor, if I'm not mistaken. But it's been a while, but, um, but yeah, very, they're not even really memorable. <laughs> no, I think it was the doctor in the hospital after, spoiler after the accident <laughs> that uh, killed her daughter and her husband. But that was it. Except for probably some of the creatures, you know. Who knows? <laughs> right. Right. The creatures. The crawlers. Yes, yes. And I'm sure you already know that they had already based the creatures or crawlers, whatever you want to call them, off of, um, what is his name? What it, here, help me out here. The um, silent movie with the vampire. Nosferatu. Yes, 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 yes. I didn't know that. No, that is awesome. That makes sense. They did everything but the big, bulgy eyes. They thought that looked a little silly. Right. I did find out when I was looking into the fun facts for you that the crawlers, so in the movie, they are not creatures. They're actually human beings. They are meant to be human beings. Yes. I didn't know that. I thought they were creatures who lived in these caves, but they're evolved from humans and nobody knows at what point in the evolutionary chain they started they had to have been down there for a long time i don't even want to put a time limit on it but a long time i mean it's interesting because if you if if that's the world that they're going with that evolution you know that that we all evolved you know you kind of wonder did they come before or after humans because we then on the evolutionary chain evolved from monkeys and apes and you know right oh that's a good question I never thought of it like that so are they that old and they've been living down there or or have they come after the humans but then they sort of just lived there and just you know organically biologically sort of changed I mean it's, what I love about this movie is that you don't really know. You don't know anything. It doesn't give you any answers about these these crawlers. So you don't know if they're, you know, do they have a sex? Do they make babies? <laughs> they do have a sex. They do have a sex? Yeah, do you remember? I guess you don't remember. but no. in, But in part of the movie after, um, it's when Sarah's running and she actually finds Beth. Do you remember the part where she finds Beth and Beth is dying and Beth gives her the necklace and that's when she finds out Juno, you know, was basically stabbing her in her back. Do you remember that right. part? Well, a, yeah, that, yeah. a baby comes and attacks Sarah. Oh my goodness, I need to watch this Yes, it's, it's like a, a child time. creature or crawler, whatever you want to call it. It's like a child and after that she kills this child and then here comes the mom of the child. Oh, is, is, now this is near the end. Yes, is it, it is. kind of where they're up, up at the top? It's it's right before she meets back up with Juno, and they kind of have that face down. Right, okay. Oh, I'm 100% going to watch this again. Yes, and then you'll be like, what? 
<laughs> I, I, I forgot about the baby. Amazing. So that's, I mean, maybe they are as backwoods as you can get when it comes to all of these crazy backwood hillbilly families. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's just like, you know, 150, 200 years of same family just evolving Ooh, ooh, that's almost creepier right and it makes you wonder like the women that do go in this cave are they catching them and they're you know using them to mother their children I don't know that's so creepy I love it I love it this movie was fantastic yes it was so some fun facts I did find out about it which you might already know probably already know but um, apparently the main actors did not see the crawlers until they were revealed on camera for the first time. Yes. And in that take, the cast got so frightened that they ran away and out of the shot and across the set. <laughs> I love Poor that. Director. Poor director is trying to get this, their initial reactions on take and they're so scared they just take off running. <laughs> I love it. I, that was a great choice. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> but apparently even after that initial reveal they hated being around the crawlers in costume. They did such a good job. Yeah. I think I yes. read it took them three, three and a half hours just to do the makeup on one of them. Wow. Amazing. That's a See, long that's, time. That's the kind of set I would want to be a part of. Right? Can somebody come do my makeup instead of no. me doing it? <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> I'd love to be scared like that every day. Right? Amazing. Um, the whitewater rafting scene was done by the actors. They did not get any stunt doubles. Can you believe that? I love that. I do too. And uh, the nick they nicknamed this movie while they were filming Chicks with Picks. <laughs> while you, I like while you bring up that, since we're talking about chicks, I know I read somewhere that the cave crevices there was one that was so narrow that they dubbed it the vagina. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> love it! Right, makes it, it even better. It does. And you know, reading all of these fun facts, you don't read about any animosity between such a big female cast. That is awesome. Yes. That's, you know, that's typically historically when it comes to a large female cast. You hear about cattiness happening, but that is not something that's prevalent here. I love that. And that's what I find also with the people that we're a part of, you know, that we group up on Instagram. I'm not finding that either, which I love. Everybody supports each other, you know, cheers each other on. And I think that's so important. I agree. 100%. Women in the horror community, we're not here to compete with one another. I mean, we all have our moments of FOMO. You wish that you could work with this person or you look at a picture and you're like, oh, damn, I wish I got I got to do that. Ugh. But but aside from those kind of just basic, you know, thoughts, like it, these women in this horror community, yeah, that's all we want for one another is do better do amazing I want to promote your stuff you know I'm just like oh I want to work with you I wish you were closer I know I know one day one day will come out your way that would be fantastic I've never been to Missouri yeah it's it's boring (laughs) (laughs) but it makes for good pictures though it does yes it does (laughs) so let's talk about your next favorite horror movie 
which is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but the 2003 version. Yes, with Jessica Biel. Mm-hmm. So what made that one your favorite, say, over any of the others? So I do like the others, for sure. Um, this one, it's controversy for some people, but I love Jessica Biel in it. I thought she did a fantastic job, and to be truthful, I didn't even care for her before this movie. Right. Um, I just think the gore in it from the beginning when they find the hitchhiker, you know, and she blows her brains out in front of them. I was like, oh, wow. Okay, let's <laughs> see where this is going to go. And it just had me hooked. <laughs> right. And I mean, I could relate to the people too. Not saying I ever <laughs> went to Mexico and got a pinata full of weed, but... <laughs> <laughs> You know, but they but they seem more like people you would be interested in hanging out with. Oh yeah, around. for sure. They're on a road trip. They're going to the Leonard Skinner concert. You know, that's something I would do: go on a road trip with my friends. And you know, I've been to a Leonard mm-hmm. Skinner concert, so yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. And can it's we talk about Jedediah? <laughs> Jedediah yes. pulled me in. I mean, just seeing this creepy kid—he's you know doesn't have half of his teeth and. They find him in, uh, what was it? They found him, the old Crawford Mill is where they found him. And he just played such a great part in that movie. I'm going to bring him up on um, IMDb here. I want to see the actor that played Jedediah. That's such a good name. Really it is. I mean, it's an unforgettable name. Yes. (laughs) So let me see here. Jedediah. And he's not as crazy as the rest of the family. Right. Okay. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay. I recall him now. So would you, were you really into his character then? Or just the visuals with him? I really liked his character. I mean, he wasn't in there very much. But when he was in there, I feel like he had a large presence. The part where you see... Aaron, Jessica Beale in the basement and she's down there and she's trying to save Andy but then she finds Morgan in the tub mm, yep. and then here comes Leatherface you know he's got his chainsaw he's running after them and out of nowhere Jedediah comes and basically saves them amazing and he was young too when this was filmed right? yes he was I don't know how old he was but he looked very young now I want to know how old he was (laughs) being being a kid in some of these horror movies so he was born in 93 let me see here and this movie came out in 2000 he was 10 wow no no is that right 93 yeah yeah 10 I'm good at math I swear I'm not (laughs) (laughs) but can you imagine being a 10 year old on the set of one of these horror movies it would be a dream come true for me, but... <laughs> well, but it's got to stick with you, though, right? Like, Oh, it has to. There's no way it couldn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, here you are, this little 10-year-old, and you're biting Leatherface's hand to save these grown people. <laughs> Just being in, even in the vicinity of Leatherface. I mean, it... Yeah. It makes you wonder, though, how much do they actually let these kids see when they're filming? Yeah, well, when... um. When I was doing the episode with Andy and we, we looked into The Shining, I didn't realize that the kid in that one, had he was not 
aware of what was going on to the degree that it was happening in that movie. Wow. Yeah. So they really, I think they do kind of shelter them a fair amount. I don't know what age that would change. 10 might be a bit old for that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. That's a good question, though. But I do, I do find, and looking at, at the actor who plays him, and he, I recognized him. He's been in other horror movies. Horror movie children, there's not very many of them. And when you find one, they are consistently in a lot of the gore horror movies. It's almost like there's not very many children that are willing to be in those. Well, that brings me back to when we were talking about my first favorite movie, that child creature. He actually played the child zombie in 28 Days Later. So From, from The Descent? Yes. Yes, that child creature. You'll have to watch it again. He was in 28 Days Later as a child zombie. Amazing. So they must, you know, if these kids are doing these roles and they want to use them for other horror movies, I, you know, it makes me wonder how many kids are used for different roles. Yeah. Well, there was, um, did you see Dr. Sleep? Yes. So I'm sure you you know what what scene I'm talking about with the child who gets murdered. Yes. Um, uh-huh. In that, the beginning? Uh, well, no, the, the one with the uh, the baseball bat. Okay, we're uh, talking about a different kid. <laughs> there's a couple kids oh, that die in that movie. <laughs> there's, true, that's, there is a couple kids, but it's the one where you actually see him get killed. Um, that kid has been in a fair amount of horror movies as well, all within the same, like, five years mm. range, because those scenes, they've got to stick with you, you know? I've got to, and I can't even imagine being on set with Leatherface. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, for us as adults, 100%. Uh, even at me as a kid, I mean, I growing up, I didn't watch, you know, Full House or any of those family shows. I wasn't into that. I, I was into, oh, let me think, Dark Shadows, I think, was on when we were young, which wasn't even geared towards kids, but it was vampires, so I was like, yes! maybe you're a vampire in a previous life hey i play a good one (laughs) that's true you do those pictures actually got picked up um her name is she has devil dollhouse magazine on instagram you'll have to check her out but she picked those photos up and i'm actually being published in them this month in her magazine for those vampire photos yes everything about those pictures is so inspiring what I liked about your, your vampire pictures was that they aren't um, typical vampire, right? It's not the romantic vampire. It, it is almost a little bit like an amped up nod to um, the women from uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. I can see that, yeah. And I think it's, that's what I liked about them is they are, they're super sexy and they're very raw and gritty and bloody. Oh, yeah. So good. Thank you. The more blood, the better. <laughs> totally. And your eyes, too. Just everything. Everything about those pictures is amazing. We amazing. actually shot those in my friend Morgan. She um, has the moon and coven on Instagram. But we shot those in her tattoo shop. Oh, nice. <laughs> yes. Well, they worked out perfectly. Yeah, that was that was really fun. I bet. That's when I uh, decided I wasn't going to use sticky blood. (laughs) (laughs) 
Smart choice, smart choice. Yeah, I think that was <laughs> one of my smarter ones. <laughs> um, just a few fun facts about the Texas Chainsaw that I saw. And again, you probably know them. But uh, so this movie was banned in China and the Ukraine. I did not know that. <laughs> wow. Which is crazy to me because if you watch any, I mean, they're not all Chinese horror, but <laughs> Chinese horror can be very intense. Yes. So it's crazy to me that it's banned in, in China, but apparently it is. That's shocking. Um, the actor who played Morgan, so Jonathan Tucker, mm-hmm. he forced the gun down his throat to make himself vomit. Yes. Every take. Yes. You can yeah. actually see when he pulls it out and he tries to kill Sheriff Hoyt, you can see some of that puke like coming out of his mouth. <laughs> hey, but you, I got to give it to him, man. Seriously. That's, that is a good actor. If you're going to shove that down your throat where you're making yourself puke, you're the real deal. Totally agreed. And it's something that should be more well known. Yes. I would like to know some of those fun facts when I go into these movies. I agree. You know? And um, one thing I found very interesting, which I didn't know until today, but um, apparently the notion that this movie and the original is based on true events is false. And the director, Gunnar Hansen, says that people are absolutely convinced that it did happen. Most people are surprised and don't know whether to believe it or not, but there are some who actually get angry when I say, no, it didn't happen. Which is wild to me because, I mean, it's easy for me to believe that it didn't happen. I mean, while I guess people would wish it happened, I'm glad it didn't. <laughs> well, I'm, yeah, I'm with you on that one I'm not going to get angry. <laughs> right? I'm, but it's, you know, I didn't know that it wasn't really based on a true story. And no. Because it, it's, because of the time frame of when the original came out, there was a lot of really heinous, well-known serial killers mm -hmm. at that time. And so it makes absolute sense that, you know, they, they, that it could be based on this true event. But, um, Yeah. I mean, this world is so big, who knows what really happens in the deep down woods, you know, but I don't think anybody pulled this out of a family, you know, and hopefully there's no real leather face out there anywhere. Here's to hope. Well, as much as we love horror, you guys, no, yes. we don't want people murdered. No, no. Pretend murdered? Yes. Not really murdered. <laughs> right? Just because it, that brings me back to like my taxidermy and my wet specimens. Just because I have those, it's, I would never, I am such an animal lover that I would never want to see an animal die. Yeah. And yeah, if anyone was listening to these and wondered that, that my brain didn't even go to that. <laughs> I'm sure because you don't think that, but there are people out there that are so judgmental and they're, you know, you're an animal killer. No, I'm not. I'm just displaying it and it's beautiful and it's educational and it's, you know, it's a good piece to conversate about. Well, absolutely. And you're also honoring them. I mean... That's the thing is some of these animals aren't going to be put to use once they die, right? This isn't a moose or a cow or a pig that's going to be eaten or have its antlers given to somebody. I, I don't really know because I, I'm a vegetarian, so I don't, <laughs> I don't know very much about meat. But, um, yeah, you're not going to see a raccoon getting eaten and distributed. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, if anything, I, I find that it would be kind of honoring them 
right? Yeah, that's how I feel. And they are adorable. I mean, if you, I'll have to send you pictures of my wet specimens, but they're adorable. You can see their little tongue sticking out and their little paws and their nails and all the details. And when else can you see like a baby skunk or a baby beaver or, you know, anything like that? Yeah, never. Never. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to go catch a baby skunk in the wild to look at it. I'll no? tell you that. That's not your jam? <laughs> no. No, no, no. <laughs> now, if I walk across like a skeleton, then I'm going to, you know, take a bag out of my book bag and gather it up and I'll bring it home and clean it up. But no. Yep, I get that. I totally get that. And so the last of your favorite horror movies is one that I, ha- I have only seen this once. And <gasps> I saw it in the theater when it came out. So my memory of it is very poor, but uh, it's Dawn of the Dead from 2004. <gasps> that is one, out of all three, this one might be number one, but I, it's a hard toss up between that and Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. I love that. They're so, they're, the, the categories are very different. I love, I love the diversity here, but tell us why you like Dawn of the Dead as much as you do. <sighs> so obviously by my email, the zombie girl, <laughs> everybody should be able to tell. I'm fascinated with zombies. The whole, you know, someone dying and then rising again as a zombie and they're bloodthirsty. It just, first, I can't even tell you why. It just drags me into that world. And I've seen plenty of zombie movies. I remember watching the original Night of the Living Dead tons when I was growing up. But when Dawn of the Dead came out, it was just something new. I mean, everything from the music to the zombies they weren't cheesy looking um just it was well written in my opinion Mm -hmm. i can't tell you one thing i don't like about that movie it's funny because so do you like zombies in the traditional sense or do you like anything rage viral anything I don't like the cheesy type zombies. I don't like the comedy type of zombie movies. Um, My husband always gets on my ass. He's like, all you watch is horror. (laughs) I just, I, every once in a while I'll watch a comedy or last night we watched uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. But I don't know. It's just. Something with the gory type of zombies is what drags me in. It has to be gory. It has to be scary. Nothing cheesy. I mean, in this Dawn of the Dead movie, I can tell you some of my favorite parts. And one of them is definitely when, oh, what was her name? When the girl gives birth to that baby Mm -hmm. zombie. Oh, my gosh. Seeing that part, especially when that movie came out, you didn't see things like that. No, no, that's true. In 2004, zombies were not no at that level yet. No, not at all. And, and when she gives birth to that baby, and she's already a zombie by that point, when mm-hmm. she does. So you already know that baby's going to be a zombie. <laughs> and when they remove that cover and it's screeching like that, oh, it just did something to me. <laughs> you know, so I haven't seen that movie since it came out, and I remember that. How could you not? That just sticks in yeah. your brain. I mean, it's just something. That's when you know you, you've you hit gold with a movie. When you watch it one time and you can clearly remember a certain scene. It's true. It's very effective if you can remember that. I mean, even in the very beginning of the movie when Vivian, the little neighbor girl, goes into the house. She's already a zombie and she attacks Lewis, the husband. 
oh, it just, mm-hmm. the very beginning, you're like, holy shit, this movie is about to <laughs> go down in history. Yeah, it picks up, the, the pacing is incredibly fast right off the bat. It is, and all of the characters, in my opinion, did such a good job. I mean, all of them were unforgettable. Mm-hmm. And it was a neat change for Sarah Polly too, because she hadn't done sort of the final girl kind of role in that genre of movie before she did this. No, and she did such a good job. Mm-hmm, I agree. She really did. I mean, from the beginning to the end and throughout, she just held such a strong female character. Yeah. And she wasn't, you know, it wasn't that she was like a badass or anything, and she didn't have to be. Mm-mm. She was the average kind of woman that we all are. Yes. And she survives, which is, yeah, very inspiring. Yes, I mean... You've got her in the movie, then you've got a couple guys that are just like the biggest douchebags in the world. <laughs> yeah. Like that Steve character. I uh, I remember there was one part when he said to her, he's like, hey, sweetheart, let me tell you something. I think he said, "If I'll give you permission. If I ever turn into a zombie, you can blow my fucking head off. And she turns around to him. And she's like, yeah, you can count on that. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, yes. I'm like, yep. Can we do it? Can we do it before he turns? <laughs> That's funny. Um, so some fun facts. They never used the word zombie in this movie. No, never. They referred to them as things. Things, and I think they called them twitchers too. Twitchers, love it. I love that. Um, apparently, George A. Romero did not care for this remake. No, not at all. He said he only enjoyed about the first 15 to 20 minutes. And then he said he was upset that the director, Robert Kurtman, used the zombies to tell horror stories instead of using them for political satire, as he did in the original. And that confuses me a little bit, you know? I don't know. (sighs) I don't know. I know. Well, so it's hard to look at that original and determine exactly what his intention was because if they're strictly political satire, then why did he have the other horror elements in the movie? Why was it even a zombie movie? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? I think that I think they're supposed to be representative of the way that, you know, p- people are like sheep and they just go along and they kind of do this blindly and they take whatever is given to them and they don't think for themselves. So I, I get the thought behind his initial creation of them but he added just too many other elements to the movies that are horror related that especially hadn't been done in any way up until that point so it's hard to hear him say that because i don't look at the night of the living dead as a political satire myself absolutely not but i mean what we view and versus what the director intention was of course can be very different oh of course everybody's gonna take it a different way totally but in my opinion this movie is the best so sorry george (laughs) (laughs) you know it's it's interesting you're making me want to rewatch this because um and this is probably if you haven't already heard me say this but it might shock you a little bit but i am not inspired by zombies at all at all I find I get bored by them. They're all done the same. I, I mean, I, sh- I shouldn't say they're all done the same. They're not. But I think I know what you're saying, though. A zombie is a zombie, basically. 
Yeah, there's just, there's not a lot of unique zombie takes anymore. And I tried to get into The Walking Dead. I really did. I gave it like four seasons and I just couldn't get past the acting. Some of the actors were just awful. I couldn't do it. Now, see, I was a huge Walking Dead fan. I've got the comics and everything, but I agree with you after so far into it, you're like, okay, this is just dragging on. Like, what are we doing here? I struggled with the, um, I can't remember their names because it's been so long since I've watched it, but, you know, the, the police's wife. Yes. That did the one who ended up dying. She was awful. I couldn't even, every time she came up on screen, I just cringed because her overacting was just laughable. Like how. I agree. How she got cast in that role. Maybe that's why she got killed. (laughs) I agree with you. And up and I mean. Jeffrey Dean is the only reason I wanted to watch it at all anymore, and that's because he's attractive. Oh, Not because girl. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he is one attractive man. I agree. Ooh. That's my celebrity crush. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a... Uh, and I mean, <laughs> I mean, in the real world, he's attractive. He works hard, and he has a farm, and... <laughs> he is a burly man. Yes, he, a manly man. Yes, he is. And there is just something to be said about a manly man. Let me wipe this drool off. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I love my husband while I'm wiping my drool off, because he's a manly man. It's just, you know. Oh, 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 yeah. If there's anything that needs to be fixed or done, like he's doing it himself. And I'm like, there is nothing more attractive than that. Like working hard. That's true. You know, my husband, I've never really considered him like a manly man, but he does that stuff too. He fixes things if they need to be fixed. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to look at him a little different today. (laughs) You guys are welcome. (laughs) Oh, man. He likes your pictures too. Oh, yay. I've shown him him your pictures. Well, first of all, he thinks they're incredibly well done. But then he'll get to a certain picture and be like, boobs. Yeah, boobs. So many boob shots. <laughs> so many boobs. But I mean, they're there and it's, you gotta use them. You gotta. I mean, really horror and, you know, I wouldn't say boobs. nakedness, but yeah, boobs and the yeah. body parts, you know, it's a beautiful thing. So they just go hand in hand together. Absolutely. Now, don't listen to this and think you're going to go to my page and just see a whole bunch of naked no. photos. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not naked. Uh, but um, but it's, yeah, your stuff is just such a beautiful marriage of sexiness and grittiness. I love it. You're just making me feel so great about myself. <laughs> <laughs> I am, I'm a huge fan of yours. Huge, huge when fan. When you reached out to me, and I'm a huge fan of yours, I was like, oh, no way, let's do this. <laughs> I was so excited. This, this is why I wish we lived closer together. Oh my gosh, I do. I mean, you and Melissa, just the things you guys create together and the other models you guys use, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. um, We're always trying to push, push it to the next level. Don't stop because uh, anytime you're like, you know, teasing us with this or that, I'm like, oh, I cannot wait to see what they're doing. (laughs) You know how it is, you know. I 100%. There's a very few select uh, photographers and models that I follow that I'm like, specifically going out of my way to go to their page to see what they've done yes and um, you're one of those I, I do I, I have almost daily check-ins on you <laughs> does she have something new does she have something new <laughs> I try to post every day I'm one of those people I don't want to post everything at once you know I want to give yeah. you a little here and a little there and you know it's uh, 
I love what we do. I love what you do. I, I just, I live and breathe it and I dream about it. <laughs> so, so do I. I wake so up and I'm I. like, oh, let me jot that down. <laughs> Absolutely. Nightmares are. A I forgot thing. to tell you. I forgot to tell you one of the fun facts about Dawn of the Dead that I did not know, and I was so stoked when I read this that they used all the the special effects were practical, and they used fake blood on real amputee actors. Yes, yes, I knew that. So that oh. the guy that jumps down when they're in the parking garage, you know, and they hear something, they're like, oh, it's just a dog. And then all of a sudden you see him jump down on one of the security guards. Yeah, they are real amputees. How awesome real. is that? Amazing, amazing, because you don't actually see very many amputees in movies. No, you don't. And they did a phenomenal job. Phenomenal job phenomenal i know i mean there were so many parts in that movie from the beginning when that little girl attacked the husband to even when anna escapes from that bathroom and you know she gets outside and just the world is basically collapsed in front of her and her neighbor has that gun to her face and then bam he gets hit by an ambulance (laughs) that was one of my favorite parts and oh there's so many parts yeah, it doesn't give you a chance to really breathe no, it, in that movie. No, it doesn't. And that's why I think I can't even tell you how many times I've watched it. There's a couple movies that I can say that I've watched so many times that it's ridiculous. And that's one of them. Amazing. Well, you're going to have to come back on and talk about the rest of them another episode. Yay, I would love to do that. Mm-hmm. So tell people where to find you. Maybe spell out the Instagram and if you have any other sites. Okay, so on Instagram, that is probably where I am the most, I post the most stuff. Um, It's Sarah's Macabre Modeling, so it's S-A-R-A-H-S-M-A-C-A-B-R-E Modeling. And I also do have a Facebook page, and it's the same thing, but it's spaced out, so it's Sarah's Macabre Modeling. Go give her a follow, go give her likes, share her content, and Sarah's awesome, awesome. Thank you, thank you so much. No problem.